Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Go up. Go up and down. Go up and down in your body. Go up. And down on your body. Go up and Hello and welcome to body. Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And you know what? Today I'm going to be playing the role of Alistair George William Trombley mm, Birchall. Ah, the role you were you were Born created in to a, play, baby. In a, in a test tube to play. Yes, indeed. Um, uh, you know, Alistair, um, what? if you... If you could uh, control <laughs> what animal with your mind, what would it be? One specific animal? Yeah, that's right. It would be Rin Tin Tin. <laughs> <laughs> now, is Rin Tin Tin just an off-brand lassie? Am I right yeah, I think in thinking was... Rin Tin Tin was a... <laughs> Sounds like... Yeah. It sounds like I, the name I, you would give to a uh, to a meerkat, but it was a dog, right? Rin Tin Tin. You think Rin Tin Tin's more of a meerkat name? It's hundred percent. It's a meerkat name. I've yes. never heard a meerkat have a name. What about Timon? Oh yeah, Timon. <laughs> uh, I guess I guess there is Timon. <laughs> Simon. Um, uh, there's a chance that Rin Tin Tin may have predated. Uh, Lassie. It's really possible, isn't it? And, and so Lassie was like a... was the bo- birth of Rin Tin Tin. Female-led reboot. Gender flipped. Was Lassie a... a, a I know th- this is a stupid question. Was Lassie a female dog? It would have been, it Feels right? like a female dog, but... It's a very... Yeah, it was a fictional female rough collie dog. And mm. just letting you know, here it says under Lassie, it says creator Eric Knight. Now, there's a chance that this dog was birthed from a man. <laughs> I think that's how you... That is the next logical step in uh, in domestication of of all all pets. Because there's only so much you can do when you start climatizing them to humans once they're outside of the womb. But if you can um if you can give birth to your own pet, I mean this'll be a thing that happens in the future, right? When yeah. people's pets, they love their pets so much, their pets get sick and die, you'll yeah. be able to cl- get some DNA of your pet and give birth to a new one of your pet, whatever it is, a fish. Well, kids love uh, stuff like hatchables. <laughs> snake. They love those eggs that you can put in the bath and then the the egg thing breaks away or whatever mm. and then you get the dinosaur that's inside. Mm. I love right? that. So, the idea that you could get a kid, you know, they'll see commercials, it'll look so much fun. It's a toy. It's, well, it's a real pet. Mm. But you can... Put it on you your butt. It, you, get it, it, you get the child impregnated. With it, <laughs> but it doesn't. It obviously, doesn't use the normal bodies. Um, it, it implants yeah. a fake womb, like a, an artificial womb. Sure, sure. Into, maybe under, it's just not under even, the skin. Maybe it's not even under the skin, though, right? Maybe it's a second parasitic stomach sort of thing that goes over the top of your existing stomach. I want it so to that be it's under not the even skin. invasive. You want it to be under the skin, and I want the kids if that's what to you look want, pregnant. It's under the skin. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, mine was going to look pregnant because the stomach sort of molds perfectly. I know, but it's going to look like they're wearing prosthetics. No, it's not. It's not. (laughs) That's how good it is. It doesn't look like that, Alistair. Well, Andy, but they are wearing prosthetics. That's the thing. And so it just takes a... They're going to know. It's not going to be as fun for them. They're going to say, oh, mommy, it's uncomfortable. Can you take it off? Like that. And then Mm. they will. Yes. You know what kids are like. The only way... (laughs) I'm sorry, this mm. is permanent. 
Yep. <laughs> you made your choice. You wanted the thing that was on the commercial. It will teach them a valuable lesson. Mm. Yeah. You know, whatever. When, not- the, when the dog is born or whatever, you'll be able to just take it to the pound or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. For the duration of the thing, really, you're just getting it because you want to go through the pregnancy. I think seeing a uh, one of those kid-style advertisements. I mean, kids giving birth yeah. is an uncomfortable idea. It's a very uncomfortable idea. <laughs> We're in dangerous... It? Kids giving birth. It's a very <laughs> dangerous territory. I think... What about to make it a little bit more acceptable, right? Oh. It's a thing. It's a thing where in the ad, it's the dad that gives birth to the pet, right? And the... Uh, the kids get to pretend to be the doctors or whatever, delivering their own pet. Right? It's presented as a very one of those very high energy neon coloured kids ads. Lots of sharp cutting and swooshes and sound effects and stuff. So it's very it taps into that thing that kids want and that pester power. And the kids see this ad and then they're suddenly pestering dad to give birth to a pet for them. Right? And yeah. then you know, and it's the it's the um, what would it be called? The daddy dog delivery. Daddy dog delivery. Daddy delivery. Yeah, dog, and doggy, doggy, daddy dog delivery. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Right, and it comes with a little medical outfit for the kids, and and then you know, and then you, you know, and there's a tablet for dad to take, and before you know it, dad's pregnant with a dog, and. Uh, yeah, and so we see the ad, and then we see the kid, uh, the reality of this at home, and the kids are pestering for it, and then the dad eventually and gets the kids it, gets are dressing in. up as doctors and yeah, taking dad's temperature, putting the stethoscope on his forehead. Exactly. You know, it's so much <laughs> it's fun. Cute. It's, it's so, so cute. cute. <laughs> and then dad goes into real, real labor. labor. Yeah, and he's and it's like ten or twelve puppies. <laughs> The dad curls up in the bottom of one of the one of the wardrobes, makes himself a little little cocoon out of old jumpers down there, and then you he get goes, to open up the cupboard and the find house. the dad's. He yeah. goes under the house <laughs> to give birth in that dirt it's, area. It's, it's Pappy's puppies. It's Poppy's it's puppies. It's a it's a Poppy puppy. Comes from your pop. Is Poppy your dad or is that your granddad? No, it's a litter of puppies. Which bin are you supposed to put it in? Yeah. Is it the red bin or is it the green waste bin? That's more natural stuff. Or is it the recycling bin? Just depending, you know. Um, But is is Pop dad or granddad? Pop. It's dad. Pop feels like granddad, but yeah. yeah. Grandpappy. Grandpop, pop. Grandpappy is dad. But in the book, in the Dr. Zeus children's book, Hop on Pop, now, they're not jumping on their granddad, are they? That seems crazy. They're jumping on their dad. Well, I rest my case. You can be pretty young and be a grandfather. You can. You can, but I don't, I think it's it's think difficult my, my to be. Parents were, my parents became grandparents in their 50s. It's pretty cool. Would you would and you I, have let your kids jump on them though at, at that age? Yeah, I think jump they on jump your on them <laughs> Great. Uh, well, now we know. Well, my you know, I think sometimes my dad has abs. That's really that's crazy. I mean, they're under your, his skin. Your dad. Like <laughs> your dad. <laughs> your dad scares me a little bit. Not in the sense that he's threatening at all. But in the sense that he does remind me of a lot of my failures. And That's good that you didn't. <laughs> uh, how slowly you recovered from open heart surgery compared to him. Exactly. How slowly I would. Um, yeah. Why are there no uh, children's playground attractions where it's that, uh, like a big inflatable? sort of jumping castle thing, but it's a man's tummy. Big, huge man's large tummy that you can bounce on. There is I one guess maybe da- because when you when you slide down a man's tummy, once you get to the bottom, you're in his crotch. And you're in the crotchal zone. <laughs> you're right. And you land in between the legs. My kid's favorite thing to do at the yeah. moment is is for me to lie on my back, right? 
with my legs sort of up uh, at an like you know in a mountain making a mountain. My knees bent and my legs are pointing. My knees are pointing up at the roof. Right, I'm yeah. lying on my back, and they run at my <laughs> run at my knees and flip over my knees, crash into me, flip over my knees and smash their heads into my stomach and crotch area and sort of slide down a tiny bit. They think it's sliding down yeah. my legs towards my stomach. And they just do this over and over again. And they just keep asking for it. And it's just like a succession of small children smashing into me, <laughs> hitting me in the nuts. Yeah. But it's mostly fine. And I'll tell you what, I get to lie down. So That's nice. In the yeah, yeah, you could probably even, maybe even half close your eyes, have a sleep. Yeah, like while I've, while these children destroy your body, you go. Oh, this is a great opportunity. I've you you are so desperate for sleep that I have found that it is it. Is, I've even found it quite relaxing to be yes, lying down, even while they sort of kick you and punch you and shout in your ears, like wake up, wake up, really loudly. As long as I'm lying yeah. down, my eyes are closed. It's still it's, rest. It's I, quite yeah. restful. Yeah, I I often if we're playing on a little raised table like a kids' play table, I can mm. lay down behind it and mm. still hold on to a character or or a Lego character or a transformer or something like that. And I think I can still, in my dream state, talk <laughs> as this character. <laughs> oh yeah, well, what are you gonna do about it then? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna gonna head over here behind the thing. What? You know Dad, what would wake be... up? <laughs> I'm awake. I'm just. What are you doing? Is it is another great? The characters great. in the play ask each other what they're doing a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, my improv is never never worse than when I'm just doing some basic character interacting with my kids. They, yeah, they get asked the uh, the most terrible questions. <laughs> They, by, not, by, your, good by, improv, your per, by your per yeah. character. What kind, character. What's a t- really t- terrible question that you might ask? It is just like, what are you doing? What's your name? You know, just boring. Just like, you know, if this was an impro class, this is the sort of stuff you'd be taught not to do in, sure. uh, in lesson one. But, Alistair, while impro we're on classes dad... For, for parents after, you know, Bluey's existed. Oh, man. And so parents it's now impossible. have to, like, learn how to engage... With uh, with every little bit of play that the kids want to do, does Bluey's dad ever look at his phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does in the okay, episode great. in the episode in the hide and seek episode where Bluey keeps forgetting that they're playing hide and seek and forgets to look for people as she walks past the um, the 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 closet where the where the Bandit is hiding at the top. You can mm. see him just looking at his phone. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, Alistair, while we're on. Inventions for um, for parenting. Yeah. Do you think a a sort of a thing that's got it's got a couple of prongs, right? Quite sharp prongs, and in a sort of a jaw type configuration. And what it does is it basically like clamps onto your wrist, right? Stabs into the to the nerve and the tendons in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it has a little speaker built into it. Okay. That's Wait, got what it is does. This? this is a what? <laughs> this is an invention for a dad's. Yeah. Right? It's a parent thing to make parenting easier. Right? Stabs into your wrist, manipulates your nerves and your tendons, it's got electrical probes. Okay. And then it has a little speaker built into it. Okay. And yeah. it can sort of do uh, emul- emulate your voice, more or less. And the, the wrist can. Yeah. What it basically does is you, you can do what you're saying. You can lie down and then this yeah. wrist thing will do some of your parenting for you, right? It'll manipulate your hand and do voices. So it's like, you you know, you could shove it in a puppet and it would do, you know, puppetry entertainment for your kids. But yeah, really you, good. because you're not engaged in it, you could be looking at your phone or you could even be asleep. Yeah. Right? See, on the nice. ground. You know what you need to, to, to help it, to just, that would be a perfect accessory to that. The problem with laying down is that you're at their level and even below, and so they can't mm. have the authority. So they can't have the authority. Uh, you know, they can have authority over you. Now, yeah. 
what you need, I think, is those stretchers that yeah. that that they that they put you in to put you in an ambulance. Yep, a gurney sort of thing with those gurney, yeah. legs. Yeah. Now, if you had one of those that was sort of motor motorized, maybe self driving, mm. whilst yes. you could be laying down, still have your authority from above, mm-hmm. but all the talking's coming from the wrist. <laughs> yeah. While you're asleep, but you're you're following the kids, so there's an air of, you know, them being monitored. Yeah, engaged with. That'll yep. stop them doing things that you know mm. they might do because you're not present. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, and I think that's the full Tesla self-parenting package. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Of course, I self-parenting mean, means something different right now. But I mean, that'll be what your parent, what your kids will eventually learn to do. Sure, but I think you uh, know, if you you can just buy you you can get as many of these clamps as you want for each of your limbs. Basically, sure. You know, if you one can afford it, kid. you can get you can get four of them. One leg, one in each leg, one in each upper arm. Stab them in there. It's quite painful going in. Yeah, but. The, <laughs> so why does it, it why does it need to like sort of be connected to your nerves and stuff? <laughs> because it's controlling your body. Right? Oh, okay, and yeah. you could even you could even walk you around, right? Your your torso is asleep. Your torso and your head is asleep, but your it's your limbs that are <laughs> dragging your zombie body around the house. And is this because they don't? They, I guess they only have a, like a limited range of electrical signal, so one can only do a one leg. Yeah, I imagine as the as the models develop, you could probably just get one clamp for your face that would look like that face sucker from Alien. <laughs> yeah, and that great. would by controlling the b- brain would be able to control the whole body. But then also by covering your face allows you to close your eyes without no one suspecting that you're asleep. Well, yeah, but I think I feel like the brain. I I was trying to not involve the brain at all so that you can get total brain brain rest. Because when you think sure, but maybe you're just connecting to the wires that enter the brain. You know, you just want access to the. You just want access to all the wires. The cable tray. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the 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 device would have its own processor. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Your brain doesn't have to do any processing, of course. Because I think, like a lot of people, when they talk about parenting and how important it is for parents to be engaging with their kids and hugging their kids and you know present and that sort of thing, nobody says. That you have to be conscious. You just, they just really, they just need your arms and your legs. You know, they want to be, engagement. Yeah. Yeah. But, but on what level? A purely physical level? That's, that, that's what we can provide. I mean, spiritual stuff, you can make that up. You could actually, you know, like you give them a pamphlet and explain all the ways in which spiritually you're connecting with them because sure. that's not, that's <laughs> most likely not real. <laughs> So you can just say whatever. You could say, oh, when you close your eyes, I'm with you. <laughs> you know, and we're always together and things like that. Oh, it's the bullshit you can peddle. And that will enrich their soul, you know, whether or not it exists. Mm. The, at least, you know, enrich their idea of a soul. Pamphlets were the original web web page, weren't they? Like most of what is on the internet would once have been contained in pamphlets. Yeah, most of it. You know, no one ever talks about what's happened to the pamphlet industry. Yeah, industrial complex. <laughs> exactly, big pamphlet. Andy, as That's I as I mentioned before, speaking of needing to parent, I just have to go set up Otis's. Ah, uh, uh, yes, of Otis's, course. Otis's um, check in for his lockdown class. Uh, do you should we? Do you want to pause or do you want to keep going? No, I, I want I want to keep going. How long do you think you need? Just so I know. It'll be. Three, four minutes, I think. Ah, Alistair, I could do this in my sleep with a thing attached to my brainstem. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Clamp to my face. Okay, I'll see you soon. I I couldn't do this in my sleep. But okay, here's something I was thinking about earlier. For some reason, there's a scenario in which um, the nuclear weapons arsenal of a major superpower, let's say the United States, right, is is, for ease of use, connected to one of those clapping... 
okay. No, this is it. This is a horror movie in the vein of um, in the vein of a quiet place, right? And what's happened is is let's say it's set in the seventies. Whenever the, the 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 heyday of the clapping style lamp switch um, was, you know, where you can clap and uh, it will. And it will turn on your bedside lamp, right? Now, the president loves this idea. He calls in an electrician to install this in the White House, right? But he hasn't told the relevant security people, and the electrician's not very good, right? And he's going through the wires in the wall, and he connects it up, and what we discover is that the the electrician has connected the clapping sensor not to the... Uh, not to the to the bedside lamp, but he's somehow connected into the nuclear launch system, right? And basically, what ensues is a movie in which uh, we have to try and diffuse what is the biggest, the world's biggest uh, bomb now, you know. But you have to do it totally silently, okay? It's a, it's a, it's the movie's called A Quiet House. No, a white, a white house, white house, white out, white noise, white house, white, white noise. It's called White Noise, right? And it's uh, it's Alistair's favorite book, White Noise. Um, and uh, you you have a a a a crack team of people trying to go into the White House and not make any noise. I don't understand how you raise the stakes of this in a in a moment to moment kind of thing. It needs a little bit of work. Maybe there are some terrorists involved in some way. Right, but being able to ah oh, yes, maybe it isn't hasn't been done by an electrician. Oh, look, I'll think about it. Okay, but you're trying to break in. You, you've got the crack team, SWAT team going into the, whoever they are, Navy SEALs. I don't know, going into the going into the White House and uh, trying to defuse this thing before anybody makes any noise. Right. It's also for some reason very highly sensitive, not just to claps, but to any sound. <laughs> and it's and for some reason the president has the nuclear cable, the cabling for the nuclear launch thing going through his bedroom wall. I don't know why, right? But you got to get in there without making any noise and uh, without without setting this thing off, okay? And. Uh, you know, you've got all the all the things like re- sneezing, knocking things off a bench, uh, the dog barking. Anything could set it off at any moment. I also don't. It's not entirely clear to me how it emerges that this is what's happened, how it becomes clear to people that the nuclear silos have all been connected to the clapper switch. But. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's you know a little bit a little bit of fun. I think you know what when you don't have a you don't have to think of everything for the movie. You, really, you've just got to make a trailer. Hollywood is going about it all wrong. Okay, you don't have to be able to make a good movie. What you have to be able to make is an amazing trailer. In fact, this is probably what they are doing a lot of the time in Hollywood. Right, you should start by writing the trailer because that's what gets people to see your film. That and you know word of mouth and, and and every single other element of the marketing situation. But let's say it's just all that matters is a trailer. So you get you get you could you could get somebody who's like an amazing trailer writer. You make the trailers, and then depending on how much buzz they get around them, then you go ahead and make the film. Okay, and then it's and then you get movies that are based on trailers, based on the trailer of the film of the same name. Um. And yeah, it's good because you know, very often for the trailer, you've you've filmed all the you have to film all the big stunts and scenes anyway, so that works all done. And then it's just a bunch of fucking dialogue, isn't it? And you know, people explaining things, and then uh, you know, close-ups of, um, of, of of computer screens, uh, maybe a shot of a map or or the globe, and yeah, you put all of that together. And that's a that's a that's you know you, yeah you you fill it all, fill in all it's it's like joining the dots, and yeah you got a film, Alistair. 
Uh, <laughs> Did you just come up with a join the dots film? Uh, sort of. I'm talking about, um, oh, maybe we've already talked about this on the podcast before now that I think about it. But the idea of um, you could start a production company that just makes trailers, right, for movies. And you just, you have really good trailer writers. You just write all the good bits of films. You put them all in a trailer. You film that very quickly, right? And then you can just see which trailers get the most buzz online. Yeah. Get the most views. And then you just make the film as of the ones that are good. And it's, you know, then it's a movie based on a trailer. And you've yeah, already filmed film. all the tricky scenes and the, the best jokes and put them in the trailer anyway. So then it's just sort of joining the dots of all, joining all those scenes together, padding them out with a bit of fucking dialogue or a love story or something. Just, and, it's, just uh, a, it's about seeing which ones generate the most buzz. Exactly. Exactly. I feel it's like a, that's it's probably the, it's the movie the trailer pilot program. Yeah. MTPP. And then my other idea was for a specific film in which uh, a clap switch for a one of those clapping light bedside lamps accidentally gets wired into the White House nuclear weapon um, system. And so you have to, everyone in the White House has to be very quiet uh, or they'll start World War Three. Um, Great. I've written it down. Nuke system clapper film. Yeah. A quiet, a quiet house. So like, so then the... <laughs> Just with that idea, is that the idea that is that people have to like make sure that they have to be careful that they don't do anything that's too impressive or whatever. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funnier than anything I said. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, like, and fucking Americans, they love to applaud, don't they? They uh, love to applaud. I, was, um, I I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. You know, I think that it's a, it's a great expression of uh, their positivity. Oh, it's beautiful. But I was watching a little bit of a, a Saturday Night Live, like, weekend update yeah. segment the other day. And just every time they revealed a new host or somebody else showed up at the desk or whatever, just the fucking applause. I know, but I blame, the, wa- I, I blame the, the warm-up guy. He's been told to do it. <laughs> You're right. It's the warm-up you know, guy's fault. It's probably the warm-up guy who's, do, who's doing all the crowd, the crowd control. Yeah, I mean, and they we, have so much power. The warm-up we, guys are we blaming? You can't tell them what American culture when really it's probably American warm-up guys. Yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're absolutely right. Um, they are. Uh, they have they have this sort of this toxic hold on the entire situation. Nobody else wants to be a warm-up. On the perception guy. of Americans as as mm. excessive clappers. Yeah, I think there's a. I think there's a. Uh, you know, there's like a. There's a long story piece about, you know, the effect an investigative. Of the, the, the mm. well, the, the you know, like maybe a. Um, who's the guy who did the baseball documentary and the uh, jazz documentary and the, the one about. Uh, Errol Morris. Not not, but I mean Errol Morris is a great. It's probably even you know could be even better. The Thin Blue Line, um, and then this Ken Burns. Uh, Ken Burns, who um, he does, he does it like a twenty-two hour documentary on the warm-up guys and how they've affected yeah. uh, the American, the perception of Americans as uh, excessive clappers. Mm. Is it? Is, I mean, I'm sure this joke has been done as a sketch or something like that. But the idea of a cool-down guy, right? And that every show on American TV actually does have a live studio audience that you've never seen. Um, and so for things like just the news or whatever, um, they need to have the cool-down guy who just the comes cool in and tells, tells them sad things at the end of the show. T- tells them sad things at the start. Of, no, at the start of the show so that they don't um, clap too much during the news or laugh, you know, gets them in the mood. <laughs> so there's to a watch. live audience during the news. There's a, there's a live audience during the news and... Uh, yeah, who <laughs> who who gets the audience ready to not not react to make sure that they way. don't say anything or make any noise? Yeah. Or and they have a big really flashing no applause sign. flashing really intensely, but like he's actually trying to emotionally numb them. Yeah, 
But it was your idea that after going to see a comedy show, they need a cool down guy who can, like, after they've been so hyped up to laugh and applaud at everything throughout the entire episode, do they need a cool down guy who comes in and sort of basically diffuses the situation so that they're ready to go back out into society? Yeah, reminds everybody that you you will one day die. (laughs) A rehabilitation program. Reintroduce you back been into there for society. An hour and a half. I think that's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Alistair, yes. A really, truly sad clown. A sad, a sad I love a, I love, a co- I love a documentary about a comedian. It's hard to not do that, to, to not do this narrative, isn't it? This the, uh, It's like, it makes people laugh, but actually, he's a little bit sad himself. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of stupid because everybody's a little bit sad themselves, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> and- <laughs> he, he spends his life building houses, but actually he's himself <laughs> broken down. He spends his whole life building houses, but actually he is himself, sometimes outside. He Not spends his life, he spends his life uh, fixing teeth, but he is himself decaying. This doorman spends his whole life opening doors for people, but very often in his own life, he has to close doors. (laughs) (laughs) He actually locks doors, keeping people out of his house, mostly strangers. I mean, that is, that is, that is, that's 50% of the job, you know, in this, in in my movie, the doorman, the the guy takes a bit, you know, it's, it's about... It's one of those really philosophical documentaries, you know. It, it's a it's a dreams of sushi um, style that talks about this guy who's been doing this opening and closing doors for sixty years, and you know his personal philosophy is about well, you know, it's not just about opening doors. People don't people that's what people think, but at least fifty percent of the job is then closing that same door, and nobody thanks you for doing that. Nobody thinks you for That's closing the part door. of the job. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I mean, it's, it's, it's just as important. There's a doorman, though, who actually is the door. You know, how about that? <laughs> Spends his life trying to grow into the shape to fill out the whole door so that no air can get in and stuff and out. But then yeah, he wow. moves out of the way when when people walk up yeah that's nice i mean you could you could want to try to resemble the wall the wall around it as much as possible especially if it's easily build a a sort of an outfit that makes you rectangular right with shoulder pads and and that kind of thing so that you fit into the space of the door but you think want him to spend his life physically on like body modification and stuff getting things implanted under his skin so I don't think you would get door. surgery, but I think you know you would you would try to like fatten out your neck. Alistair, and... Alistair, is this are we? Are, is this two in the think tank? The podcast where we come up with five sketches. I mean, I don't think we need to are, go to extreme body modification. Are you, are you telling me? Are you telling me that that this guy doesn't do body modification of some kind? I just think that you would need to eat sort of specifically neck fattening things. Targeted, targeted fat, targeted straight to your neck. Yeah, and the sides of if, your head. You know, if chocolate goes straight to your thighs, what goes straight to your neck? That's what you would have to discover. Do do eating fatty animal necks? Would that mm. would that go to your neck? I hope that my computer hasn't just uh, switched off and lost us some of the podcast, Alistair. That would be bad, wouldn't it? Wouldn't be great, but you know, we would deal with it. Um, How many minutes into your recording are you, by the way? How many minutes? Yeah. 33? Oh, perfect. I'm fine then. Oh, great. Sorry, everyone. 
Uh, I'm never. Sh- I'm using my desktop computer today, which I do rarely, and I'm never totally sure whether or not everything's okay when the, the uh, when the screen goes black. You don't yeah, know. You got to turn that off because I don't think know that's what's going we, we did on. Have, in there. We did have trouble one time when that happened. We did have trouble one one time. Yes, but um, oh, so, I'm hoping. Oh, I'm hoping. So, so wait, what are we doing with this doorman? Do we have anything there that's? Well, you know, the I'm, doorman I'm, who wants to be the door—that's this hope to eventually be the yeah, door. I think that I think that is good. Yeah, but I I think we shouldn't rule out body modification. I think a documentary about doorman, and and he becomes you know after a certain amount of time, I think you'd become obsessed with the door, right? Because my I'm a doorman now, but my dream is to be a man door. A man door. Yeah. That's it, Alistair. Having people knock on you, you'd have to have good abs for that. Absolutely. To, to get to that get nice that. woody sound. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, well, that's... And it's a, it's a tricky thing to pull off, the rock-hard abs and then the extremely wide, flabby neck. It's a difficult <laughs> yeah. thing to achieve. And to get that hollow sound. Mm, sure. You know, so you got to... It's probably all about inflating inflating your insides you know f- learning how to fill more than just your lungs with air yeah but it can you only, know but you can't you can't be rotund as well i think no, it's well, i think it's hard can be i rotund, think it's going to be difficult maybe if you get a crisp on it you know it's mm. like it's that crackling idea <laughs> i mean just a, a a superhero called the doorman or the man door now what would what power would this what person would. have. I mean, I guess they can they can block any thoroughfare, basically. Yeah, they could. Right. Oh man, they could they could create a bottleneck. Yeah, you know. I mean, you know. Let's <laughs> let's assuming that they can make the door slightly ajar. Mm. Um. Do you think that they could do make a door slightly ajar if you were the door doorman man too, could... unhinged? <laughs> doorman three. Closed. Ah, oh, good. <laughs> Locked and loaded. Um. Uh. Doorman. Yeah. No. No. That's good. Um. Doorman five. Uh. Stable. Not. No. Unstable doors. Mm. They would be locked and closed. <laughs> Great. Uh, what wait, what was yours? Stable but alive. No, something about a stable door, like you know whether or not he's stable. Sure. That's, yeah. Then that's that's a different kind of door, though, isn't it? Then it is. It's that yeah. half door where people can yeah. look over it. Yeah. You know, I'd like to see the the man door create one of those saloon doors. Mm, sure. Well, he'd have to double. He'd have to team up with um with somebody. But I think also that that doesn't have any. That wouldn't capture any of his power right because anyone could just push through those and they just kind of swing like that what is the point of that door because it's it it doesn't go all the way to the ground right it doesn't yeah. go all the way to the roof like a it just wall. it doesn't offer any resistance it just kind of swings like that yeah. what does it stop it doesn't it wouldn't stop flies no i mean does it just stop people from looking in yeah i'm not sure it just kind of creates a boundary no now you're in our world baby you're here to get whiskey Mm. And, uh, you know, once you go into here, I don't know. It was a lawless time and you didn't need to have to follow any rules. Well, sure. But I mean, you, it was a lawless time for door makers as well. It's a, that, that door exists only. <laughs> yeah. That door only has a psychological function, which is interesting to me. It does nothing else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to. I mean, look, I know we're making a lot of documentaries about weird people. Um, but you're going to write down a documentary about the person who invented the saloon door? That the Wild West was a lawless time for door makers. That's a good saloon line. It's in there. Doors. Purposelessness. You know, I mean, I the, to it, be I honest, that, that, I mean, it, it really only kind exists of... because it's cool for making an entrance, right? It's cool for making an entrance because you see people's boots and you know someone's there, right? Yeah. You might even get to see the top of their hat. But then 
you don't know who it is until that door swings open. Yeah. Well, you know who's making an entrance in this case? That's the door maker. Oh, he was making an entrance into the door making scene when he designed his first saloon door. Yeah, but I would say that every door maker probably does make an entrance. Or do you think it's the... Oh, I get it. It's very good. (laughs) Um, Very good, Alistair. But do you think... But but then again, maybe it's just the person who's leaving the gap in the wall. Uh... The entrance was already yeah, here. You're right. <laughs> this is what the the person who leaves the gap. I can only mm. show you the doorway. You have to. I mean, the doorman. What would be what would be a um, the man door? What would be a really useful thing for the man door was would be if he would be able to like go up against a wall, press his body against a wall, and turn any wall into a door. Right? Then you can swing him open and go through. Mm. But well, I mean, I suppose if he can run with enough force to at any wall, I don't know if he's going to be able to create a run hole and that, then fill that, that hole that well when he's that shape. But but I think there's a purity to the fact that he only just blocks things. It's a bit more realistic than this sort of being able to make doors and things. Yeah, I mean, it would be kind of you know, imagine following him down an alleyway, and then you get to the end of the alleyway and you can't see him. All you can see is this door. Mm. You think, where did he go? Like yeah. that. And as you open the door, pull it back, you know, you pull it back and then you're looking through this hole and you don't realize that he's now like, like, you know, looming over you, beside you. Yeah. Great. And then he slams you. on you. Ah, he slams your fingers. Yeah, he slams your whole better body and then your neck in the door. <laughs> ah! It's good. <laughs> Fills they're going the to whole... get down to this shit with Marvel. They're going to they're going to be they're going to get desperate. And there's only so many us. there's only so many powers you can have. That's right. He's not as stretchy. He's not as stretchy as like Mr. Fantastic. He just he just can widen himself a little bit, flatten himself out. He's a swinger. Yeah. He's a swinger. Oh, can't, you can't handle this. Handle something about handle. Um, yeah. Man door eight. Hard to handle. Hard to handle. Easy to handle. Handling. Turn handle my with knob. care. Turn. Knobs. Knobs. <laughs> what a knob. <laughs> Uh, All right, Alistair. I think we've got five sketch ideas. We do have five sketch ideas, Andy. So I uh, will take us... And we got three words from a listener. And I think these are old ones um, from Robert Nettleton. Ages ago, Robert Nettleton had sent us many, 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 many words at a time. And oh, they've kind of just been sitting in a puddle at the bottom of the list. Because I probably did one. Probably didn't even delete that those three words. So we might be doing them again. Um, but we got these ones that I chose from the puddle. The puddle. So thank you very much, Robert Nettleton. Thank you, Robert. Uh, are you ready for to guess what the three words are? Uh, I am ready. Yeah. Uh, rescind. Rescind. Well. Rescind. Some, rescind. Similar sounds in there. Oh. Um, but it's not correct. The first word is skin. Skin. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, water slide? No, no. But it kind of has a similar feel to it. It was probably something a water slide needs to do. Oh. Uh, so I'm giving you partial credit. The second word is secretes. <laughs> Skin secretes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, a, a water slide made of, of flesh. Where the it's sort of the, it, the water is just a kind of sweat that oozes up through pores all the way down the water slide. Well, I mean, a, yeah, a, a water slide that can sweat, that can ooze, you know, like a mm, slug. You ooze. Know, like, imagine the underside of a snail as a whole water yes. slide. Yes. But I mean, essentially, this is what your kids are doing on your knees right now. That's but, true. But you're just your knees but dry. are dry. They're doing it the dry. Um, <laughs> doing a dry uh, run. So, 
skin, secrete. Okay, so the last word is going to be an interesting thing for skin to secrete. I'm going to say... I want you to know that the answer is somewhere within the... Somewhere within the first two words. Skin. Secrete. Secret. Is it secret? Skin secretes secrets. Alistair, I'm very excited. If you hadn't not pluralized it, you would have got it absolutely correct. Um, Alistair... uh, I mean, in a way, the skin does secrete secrets. You know, you can't when when you're scared, and you get that 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 new kind of sweat that really stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Have we talked about having a having a, a deodorant? None of the deodorants that are advertised to men are advertised as being able to conceal the stench of your fear. They're always like, oh, these will uh, these will attract women. Or these will um, neutralize um, bad bacteria. Or these won't stain your shirts. Where's the one that's like no? This one will. This this deodorant is so powerful that your your terror, your sheer terror, will be hidden. That I would buy that. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I I, I, I concealing my terror is much more relevant to my life, especially than if you're out bush seducing women. Exactly. There are bears about. They, they. I don't want them to know that I'm scared of this woman I'm walking with. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm hearing big crying at my end. By the way, yeah. Well, uh, look. From a, I hope. I hope that this child. is okay. I think that that's a good idea. The deodorant that masks the stench of fear. So, if you need to go, I will. I will uh, just run us through these sketch ideas. But I'm also being interrupted. Sorry. Yeah, you can go back to it. You can go back to reading it. Do you want to just come and say hi on the podcast? Say hello. Hi. (laughs) Hi. My name is Texta Tixty. There's Texta Tixty, my my kid. (laughs) Um, And so, uh, see you later. You can go do reading eggs. Um, So, I'll take us through sketch ideas. We got... Kids no, ads. I'm still here. I'm, we're all good. The crying's gone away. Great. Kids ads for pet that kids' dad gets pregnant with. Mm. Kids would love this. It's a poppy puppy. Then we got the nerve parenting clamp, uh, which and the self-driving gurney for <laughs> for the sort of self-driving parenting that comes yeah, through. Yeah, you can parent in your sleep. Parent in your sleep. Okay. Okay. Odie, I'll be back in. I'll be there in five minutes. Okay. Okay. No, but you can't interrupt anymore, <laughs> unless you want to say one more thing. Boom, chicka, boom, butt head. Boom, chicka, butt head. No, don't just listen to the mic. Okay. See you later, Odie. I've just got to wrap this up. Okay. I think he was doing a better closing song than I do. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. We got then we got the movie trailer pilot program. Uh, then we got the Nuke System Clapper film. Mm. Uh, then we got the American warm up guys effect on the perception of Americans <laughs> as excessive clappers. It's a it's a big. I mean, that feels like that's a PhD. Oh, we've there's got a the lot of cl- laughs in that sketch. Yeah, that's the cool down guys for the news for the news live audience mm. right so that's there's a live audience at every news newsroom and we there's a guy's got to make sure that they don't make any sound uh then there's the doorman who wants to be the door the man door mm. <laughs> uh, can you hear otis laughing in the background yeah Odie. Sh- 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 yeah, you like these? Okay. Um, we got so for anyone, any listeners, Indiana is is away right now and with with the baby at sleep school. So that's why Otis is here, and I have no control over him while I'm tied to the podcast. Um, over them, sorry. Um, Wild West was 
a lawless time for door makers. That was a, um, what was that? The saloon doors purposelessness. And then we've mm. got the mask, the stench of fear deodorant. <laughs> I think that ad would be really fun to make. Yeah. <laughs> I think, re- yeah, I think there's some really good stuff in here. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. So, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the, today's episode. Uh, we uh, are, in, are in great deal of love with you. Um, <laughs> we, um, I'm at Stupid Old Daddy on Twitter. He's at Alistair TV. We are at Two in Tank. I'm going to start tweeting the episodes out again, Alistair. When there's a That's new a episode, I'm going to tweet the pad and I'm going to tweet some photos of us or something. Yep. And uh, it's going to be great. And, yep. and uh, we're, we're still in lockdown, so the 300th episode is still being delayed. Um, and we're probably going to be for a while. <laughs> yeah. Because our, go- yeah. Our, our government's just given up on it's not good. COVID, COVID zero. So now we're adapting to this new world that the rest of you have all been in. Yeah, it's COVID-19. Thank you, Otis. No, no, I know, but you don't know what I'm talking about. So that's <laughs> why you think I'm, you're correcting me. Um, yes, oh, I, I know. Think... COVID zero is a different d- disease, but all right. I think we should be targeting COVID-19, which is we should aim to have 19 COVID cases every yeah, day. Yeah, 19 COVID cases would be a much better thing to aim for. It's much more doable now than COVID zero. Yeah. And we, we love... love you use bye bye who likes teleport <laughs> see ya Sorry. hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.